You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Good afternoon. Let's get going with the end of chapter 10 in the tractate of Trumot. And we've been talking about cooking or pickling mixtures of Truma. Mixtures of Truma with ordinary food. And we're going to discover that in the view of the Talmud, and by the way, this very much correlates with our view today, that cooking and pickling is really quite equivalent. They're the same chemical process. And we've already learned that taste is everything. That if we share the taste of truma in the cooking dish or in the pickling dish, it's as if we're sharing the truma itself. In other words, sharing the taste of the truma in the pickle is just like sprinkling. It's just like taking a bunch of truma and sprinkling it on a pile of regular food. And we learned that that act of sprinkling or the act of sharing the taste turns the regular food into something which is forbidden to anyone who's not a priest. I mean, it's not quite truma. I mean, the uh, Talmud refers to it as muduma. It's something that's dubiously truma. But the bottom line is that if you're the the owner of that produce and you're not a priest, you can't eat it. So we have to be incredibly careful, not just about sprinkling truma onto ordinary food, but about mixing the taste of truma with ordinary food. In the end of the 10th chapter, we're going to finish the 10th chapter today. The end of the 10th chapter will bring a whole range of examples of foods which either either, uh, do or don't transmit taste. So we're going to explore the whole question of transmission of taste in a variety of different foods. Let's have a look at the text. And I I actually wanted to bring you, to to start off with, just to remind you, we closed yesterday on the 10th Mishnah, which talked about um, pickles pickled together. Everything pickled together is is permitted, other than with, um, other with them, other than those with chasit. And chasit is translated into Latin as allium. It's it's highly flavoured stuff like onions and garlic and leeks. And we know from our experience that the onions can give flavour to anything else that they're in. And similarly, a trummer of onions or garlic of leeks can give flavour to anything which it's, it's sitting with. And Rabbi Yochanan observes in the Jerusalem Talmud, he says, One doesn't speak of pickling here, but instead of boiling, and he's commenting, by the way, on, on our Mishnah, on Mishnah number 10. He's saying, but, you know, pickling is just like boiling. In fact, he says, Kavush Being pickled is just like being boiled. And sure enough, the Mishnah, as it closes out the chapter, will bring other examples of stuff which is boiled. And Rabbi Yossi begins by saying, He's going to bring another example of a pungent food 
which seems to transmit taste. Kolanishkalim imha tradim. Tradim, well, tered in modern Hebrew is spinach, but in the Mishnah, it's some kind of beet. So we're uh, boiling with some kind of beet, and it's asur. For the reason that we've seen many times before in this whole chapter, because it gives taste. And Rabbi Shimon has a view that cabbage from an irrigated field absorbs... Um, sorry, cabbage from an irrigated field gives taste to cabbage from a field that is just watered by rain, which is basically a drier field, because the cabbage from the drier field absorbs. And Rabbi Akiva says, Kol 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 hamit bashlin zeim ze anything cooked together is permitted. Ela im habasar. Not clear here whether he's talking about forbidden meat that is going to give taste to vegetables, or whether he's talking about trauma vegetables which are going to give taste to meat. And you'll notice, by the way, and we discussed yesterday the fact that the Mishnah is talking about stuff cooked with stuff, but it it doesn't say explicitly which is truma and which is not, whether we're talking about truma at all or whether we're talking about tameh and tahor. And yesterday we looked at fish brine, which was tameh and tahor, just as much as we looked at vegetables, which were truma and not truma. And then Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri comes in with an example, which some of us are familiar with just for, from modern kashrut. He says, hakap. Hakaved oseret ve'inan eseret. Liver makes other things forbidden. So if it, but doesn't become forbidden itself. It gives off flavor, but it doesn't absorb. And that's characteristic of liver. It's got this very, very bloody texture. And uh, I mean, the halacha is that we don't eat it at all, actually, unless it's been roasted in some way in order to kind of dry itself up. But the halacha here is that it, it gives off, but it doesn't absorb. And the Mishnah then closes with examples of things that, a couple more things which absorb. So an egg, beit shenit bashla beit valin asurin. So we're saying an egg boiled with spices is going to absorb. It's always going to absorb. Afilu chel moshelas, or even the yolk is forbidden. Because it absorbs whatever is in the water. And water in which now, and we're going to close, of course, with coming back to truma. Water in which truma has been stewed or pickled is forbidden to non-priests. Again, the assumption is that the truma is giving taste to the water and that makes it forbidden. And again, what we're seeing is that the Mishnah uses the word forbidden when it means that this water has become effectively truma water, or at least maduma water. It's taken on some of the characteristics of truma. So the Mishnah is not being explicit about what, which of these mixtures is truma, or well, ex except for the last, the, the, the last statement, which, ex which says water in which truma has been boiled. The Mishnah is not explicit about saying which of these, which of these pairs is truma, which is not. And it may apply to kosher or not kosher or um, maybe to other combinations of vegetables. But the Mishnah expects you to know that the basic principle we're operating under is the principle of giving taste. And that 
um, the um, once we give taste, we pass on whatever characteristics are in the object which is doing the giving. That's the end of chapter 10. Tomorrow we'll pick up on chapter 11, which has one more example of pickles and then goes on to a variety of other boundary cases and, and other interesting cases and indeed will close off the tractate. So tomorrow we will start the last chapter in the tractate of Turumot with one more example of pickling and then a whole bunch of other cases. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.